0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the PHNX Cardinals podcast on a football Friday. This episode of PHNX Cardinals brought to you by our friends at OG's Flavoring Friday's the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays is OGs, oh, not just your average cannabis-infused gummy. They absolutely positively knock it out of the park, just like your number one. Arizona Cardinal Podcast. Check them out, ogbrands.com. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bull Brock, Damon Dog behind the mic. Plenty to talk about. Gerard Mayo in New England. How does that help the Cardinals potentially land Marvin Harrison Jr.? But we wanted to table that discussion at least temporarily. Because A lot of lots been asked about what are the Cardinals going to do? What are they going to subtract from the roster? And I think right now we need to have an open discussion as it relates to who we think could be going and what positions could be coming back. Come the start of free agency.
1: Yeah. It's something that I feel like I've immersed myself with this week as I've been sitting around twiddling my thumbs. Haven't been at the facility getting a Jonathan Gannon press conference, watching practice or anything like so. I had to do something to pass the time. So I was taking a look at, uh, you know, who's, who's going to be obviously an impending free agent who's on the roster and then where you feel comfortable on the roster at those certain positions and where you need upgrades. And, you know, there's, there's a ton of work to be done. That's, that's something that doesn't need to be said. If you've been following along this podcast, you knew that even before the final whistle blew on the regular season. But you know, I think that there's there's some easy bring back guys. I think there's some easy cut guys and then there's build around guys for sure. And then there's the guys that you're going to bring in and that you're going to target in trades and free agency in the draft.
0: Yeah, I think you continue to look at who's a Steve Keim guy. And if they were a Steve Keim guy, are they expensive? Do they make sense in terms of where they're at in the rebuild with Monty Austin Ford and company? Yeah. Right? What are you smiling about? What I just are you laughing didn't think about? you were going to go that direction. I thought you were going to say, okay, are you a Steve Keim guy? Pack your bags. Yeah, uh, I mean, because, people are you know. people are saying I was too harsh on like Zayvon Collins. I'm e- I'm easing into this show, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll give you a little bit of a nugget off the top of this show. Something that you might not find on the on the Twitter streets. There, I I I would not be surprised if they looked at Buda Baker's contract. Is kind of what I'm hearing. I'm not saying that they're going to release mm-hmm. him or he's going to be traded, but they are going to look at everybody's contract this off season. And does it make sense for the direction that they're headed? And I feel pretty confident if Buda Baker is on this team next year, that it's might be his last season in Arizona. Now that could change. And he was a f- tremendous player this year for JG and he's a stalwart and he's an all timer. Yeah. But if you're talking about like, they look at everything, does it make sense fiscally and Austin Ford came from new England and they're as cutthroat as they come and they got superior production, at least for this year. From a guy making 12 million instead of 18 million next year in Buddha Baker. So I don't I don't think anything's imminent, but like if if we're sitting here in March and something's going down and we get more cryptic tweets from Buddha, like you can point to this show and say, Oh, did they did they ask him to take a little bit off the top? Because you know damn well my man's not gonna do that. So just bears watching right now. It just bears watching. You're unbelievable. We fire up the mics. We're just easing into a
1: nice OG's flavoring Friday. And you drop a bomb on us like that. Like, it's not, I'm not saying nothing, but you're saying a whole lot of something. You come on this show, you look like you belong to a fraternity with your backwards hat and your t-shirt on, or maybe kind of a a divorced dad on the weekends look. I don't know what it is, but then you're just dropping bad baby realities potentially for the Arizona Cardinals. It's, uh... We, we've we had conversations like you say on the show all the time, you're texting somebody else other than, than me, but sometimes yeah. you'll text me and yeah. you've, you've, you've talked to me a little bit about Buddha that that's interesting. Like, I mean, I see in the chat here too, uh, it was at uh, Bajero saying Buddha Baker, 64.8 pro football focus grade. Can we please stop overrating him? And like, I, I think that Buddha Baker, you know, sometimes it's as simple as he's more than his pro football focus grade. He is. And for sure. And he transcends what he does on the playing field or what shows up in the box score, which what's graded from uh, those nerds that we love over at PFF. And sometimes we hate with when, when they give a poor grade. Um, But then sometimes it's as simple as, you know, what's the impact, what's the positional impact and, you know, what's the future with and without that player. And it's a very polarizing subject. I mean, we went through this all offseason long when talking about Buda Baker and, you know, the reports of a trade request and he was unhappy and, and potentially wanted to go elsewhere to continue his playing career. Uh, so to kind of not even be without, out of the first week of the offseason, not even officially the offseason, playoffs kick off
0: tomorrow, be talking about Buda Baker's future. It's is, is a little bit alarming. Yeah. I, it's not something that I feel comfortable like putting on Twitter. It's like, this is an intimate place where we can share ideas and we can talk it out. Like I put that on Twitter and people light Twitter to the ground. Buddha Baker probably (laughs) quote tweets me. It just, it's not good for anybody because there's, there's very much a reality. He's on the team next year, but I like, I'm not saying they're going to cut him or trade him or they're disgruntled or anything like that. He has a big number next year. Yeah, He's a huge number. You know who else had a, a big number? DJ Humphreys and mm-hmm. they're going to probably have to cut him because of injury. So mm-hmm. they're sh- they're still shedding cap from the prior regime because I I tweeted this out yesterday. They're going they're going to have an influx of talent coming in, right? And some of that talent is going to be expensive. And they also want to put themselves in a position, folks, to be able to say, "We'll take your quote-unquote bad contract from X team because it mm-hmm. fills the needs for us," right? Yeah. Like Gannon, we've heard Austin Ford say like the priority positions, right? You and I both know that's not safety. Now, Buda Baker translates that, but you have Jalen Thomas. So I'm just uh, Thompson. So I'm just like, just say it out loud. If there's a corner that potentially they could trade for, for like a fourth or a fifth rounder, a throwaway pick, Mm -hmm. but that corner has a big cap hit. But corner is a bigger need, and you have a supplement now, or a surplus you can deal from at safety. I think they'll explore that. Doesn't mean something's going to get done. Yeah, but. What if you go into free agency and you don't love the cornerbacks available, but you have to get some? Would you rather overpay somebody that another team let go? Or can you contact a team that's where the Cardinals were last year and say, hey, you know what? That player doesn't fit your rebuild. We'll give you a fifth. We'll we'll eat that salary for you. They're going to come here and they're going to help our young players in our secondary. I I think that's kind of what they're thinking right now as it relates to building their defense in 2024 at yeah. least in the back half i, I say this with, with all due
1: respect but I, i'm curious if like this is this is a bit like trying to l- get a logical answer from a pyromaniac because what you're doing is you're just lighting fires f- for no reason right now i'm you're not, starting, you're I'm, starting not lighting, fires. I'm
0: sharing information if <laughs> i did share
1: information you're, you got a maltive cocktail and you just lobbed it into our nice little start. I'm showing option.
0: everybody right now that this. Is not I do a, agree. Let's, let's throw away Friday shows. Yeah, yeah let's paint this up a Friday. little bit
1: because what you're saying, what my co-host is saying, and he's dialed in and he put out some little nuggets out there on Twitter last night, and they're legit. And it's on our Instagram phnx underscore Cardinals about the Cardinals and, and what, what positions they'll pursue. And you already mentioned one of them, but you know when you say they're going to look at his deal. It's it's just doing your due diligence as, as a team builder anyway. Monty yes. Osborne, I don't know if he wears corrective lenses, but he'll get his glasses out potentially, and he'll get out the paperwork or look it out on a spreadsheet
0: and just see what it looks like and see if there's anything there. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yep, you've hit the nail on the head. I'm not saying they don't like his number. I'm not saying they don't love what he brings to the table. Yeah. They do. They love all that, and they want to be able to reward the guys that have come through the muck and the slum with Kime and Kingsbury and this rebuilding year. And they're going to look at this year and say, let's reward those guys with a playoff berth. But I I do think that like the amount of money you have invested at two positions that aren't priority positions. And the fact that the cheaper guy outplayed the more productive guy, but the Mm -hmm. productive guy or the lesser productive guy is a legend. It's a very sensitive topic and not one I feel comfortable taking to Twitter right now, but they're going to look at his number. Like, I, like they're going to look at James Conner's number but what James Conner brings to the team you don't have that already so you don't have somebody behind James Conner making 1 million dollars that's just as productive cuz then that would be a, a, an easy decision right so why we're talking about them potentially drafting like a Jonathan Brooks from Texas so i think i think right now they're in a position of evaluation i know they are they're putting together their free agency big board as we speak right now but I mean that that number for Buddha with with no takeaways or no impactful plays that you can see in a box score, like it'll be something that they that they look at.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's as far as as is the harsh realities of a rebuild continue. Don't you don't get away from that just because you put a full season's worth of time in. Like this is really this is a this is a a pivotal off season as as we as we teased on social media and. Um, you know, they, they are going to be strapped with ample cap space. So, yep. you know, I don't know if it's going to be really put them at, like, are they going to be so where they feel like they're cap strong to where they need to look to guys to free up space? Because I don't, even if they're really active, like it's going to be tough to, to really take up that entire number to where, and I'm not saying you like just wear it out and, and spend every penny. Cause I don't think they will, but no. they'll spend a, a big chunk of it to improve this roster. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's not much to do about nothing. It's, it's not something to just say, hey, this is, but like, I mean, it, it, it's no longer like with James Conner. James Conner has been the, what, what JG says, the blueprint, right. As far as what you look from a player on and off the field. And I think Buddha Baker is the same. Yeah. It's just, when Jonathan Gannon got here, I don't think JG holds this against him. Uh, Buda Baker was asked for a trade, and again,
0: the you, can't put,
1: you can't put that that cat back in the bag as much as you want to. And like, I don't hold him in the same regard as Patrick Peterson. Like Pat Patrick no, Peterson did was so detrimental in his final years to his legacy here and tarnished nearly tarnished probably. It'd be interesting to see if if it if it comes back at all, but tarnished his legacy. Well, I don't think Buda Baker necessarily did that much bad, but it still it 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 did impact how people
0: viewed him as this this model employee player leader. I think you know people in the chat kind of coming at, at it from both angles. I respect all opinions on this. This is not me saying cut Buda Baker, trade Bud Baker. So let's uh-huh. let's put that off to the side for a second. But you also let have to let these people do their jobs, and I think they probably feel like between last year and now this offseason, they've, they've built up some credibility. Would, would you say that's fair? Like they build up some credibility. He's a year older. I mean, James Conner makes $8 million, and he was over a 1,000 yards and over five yards per carry at a yeah. career year, and he makes $8 million. Budabaker is almost making $19 million, and Jalen Thompson unequivocally had a more productive year. Buda Baker missed a month of time, and we had a messy offseason. I if I still had to wager right now, I would say he's on the team for one more year. But like, I would I as also, well, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be on the team because I, I think that they will weigh and inevitably come through the other end to say, it it makes us better for twenty twenty four year. We're trying to get to the postseason for him to be on the team and helping us, and what he does to cultivate the locker room than it is to save a buck. Well, listen to not, this. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Listen to this. I mean, as far as what they have invested in the secondary. And this mm-hmm. is just basically the two safeties. Yeah. Because you got Starling Thomas, you got Keytrell Clark, six round pick and really nobody else. So the, the secondary is $38 million on the books for 24, 2024. Mm-hmm. That's basically like Buddha and Jalen Thompson right there.
0: Yeah. And you big can do number. that when you're not paying anybody of note but guess what guys and gals they're going to pay some corners this offseason and they and they again i was tipped off like they're going to look at the trade market if somebody makes sense to inherit a contract not a bad contract but a contract that doesn't fit a team's timeline anymore Mm. And a lot of people are saying Darius Slay. I think that would make sense. I don't know if Howie Roseman will, will trade with John and Gannon and Monty Austin. For <laughs> that's the, that's the only heart. Like I, that's easy hey, to say. If and I'm there's say a, the if there's thing. a
1: Georgia defender on the board, maybe, maybe uh, right. on draft day, maybe he'll, he'll change his stance. JW going to bat for Buddha. And as you should, like everybody absolutely should Buddha is the heart of the defense.
0: Um, and I, I said I said that, and I think Johnny agrees with it. I mean, what, my son what he has does, a, a Buda Baker jersey. I mean, this is not. No. This is just like information we're presenting it. Let's discuss it. I mean, and when you look at how the defense underperformed,
1: or how, how bad it was, even with a healthy Kazier White at the time, when Buda Baker was one missed the game against the Giants with the hamstring, and then he went on uh, IR for four weeks. Defense just was not. It it was not competitive. It was probably no. the
0: worst stretch of the season. Joel, I like. I'm not just agreeing with Joel because I agree with him, or bringing this up because I agree with him. I think, I think it's a, like you have invested a lot of money in two positions that aren't considered premium positions. You need everything in your front seven, and that kind of gets me to the other piece of my tweet yesterday. They're they're going to be incredibly proactive to fix their front seven and to put them in a position where. Because I see a lot of this. This is what you're putting on Twitter. You put this, this is. I put that they're going to prioritize front seven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Smart ass. Okay. So let me contextualize it for everybody. They love this draft class, but they understand that this draft class is like we talk about. Offensive skill player heavy and offensive line heavy. And they are not going to put themselves in a position where they have to reach for a player because it fits a need. They're not going to take Jared verse at 21 or 22 if they have Jordan Morgan at, as the 15th best prospect just cuz they need a defensive end. Right. You're gonna, they're going to they're going to draft the best player. And the best players in this draft are tackles and receivers at least with regard to where the Cardinals are picking early. The first pick and I can say this with full confidence is going to be an offensive player. The first pick of the Cardinals draft is going to be an offensive player whether or not they trade down or, or otherwise. They know that if Marvin Harrison Jr is there they're going to draft him and if he's not there they're going to Either take a tackle, take a receiver, trade down, do the same thing. So that's number one. So knowing that and knowing that you have to go into the draft, and this is what I, was, I always give Kime credit, is he would try to fill holes in free agency so he could go BPA in the draft. He would just draft the wrong players. The Cardinals are going to do the same thing. Like The Cardinals are going to have to go into free agency and say, do we have 11 guys that we could go start with next fall? And then that way you can take the best player available at defensive line or edge rush or a corner when when if and when it falls to you. So they are going to prioritize and LVL seven, I agree. I think Jared versus is better than Jordan Morgan, but you get you get what I was trying You're to say.
1: You're just yeah, you, you were trying to play to award-winning producer Damon Dog. You just wanted him <laughs> give his U of A guys some
0: He's some a first-round Both those guys are first round picks. Brad Spielberger told us he thinks that Jared versus is gonna make it into the twenties. All that to say. The free agency period is going to be them signing defensive linemen, edge rushers, corners, and potentially trading for cornerback help. Is what I've been told. It makes sense, doesn't it? When you look at where you know the really the true
1: liability was on the on this defense, like they had to they had to get play high level play from non premium positions, guys who had to go in in guys like Buddha, guys like Jalen Thompson guys like Kizer White, positions that they're not going to prioritize as far as spending a ton of money in high high round draft picks on, but guys that JG and Nick Rollis are going to be able to coach up and really put the correct calls in for these guys to be successful and guys that had to pick up the slack because it was just necessary. Otherwise, they couldn't hang as a defense. And that's 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 beyond admirable. That's a tip of the cap to those guys for being just absolute grinders, dogs out there. And, and making the plays that had to be made that weren't being made by, you know, where you needed them up front from your front seven because it was just, especially on the defensive line, outside of Dante Stills and, and Roy Lopez coming in and, and playing above what, you know, the Texans saw from him to, to, at that point, release him. You know, they they didn't have anybody. They, they had, like you've said, like a, an XFL-level defensive front. And that needs to change. And, yeah. you know, I think that they've got some easy moves they can make as far as bringing some guys back for some rotational pieces, some depth pieces. But as far as the starting caliber guys, yeah, they're going to have to be active, especially in those two spots that, that you uh, reported to to have a chance to to do what we think they're capable of doing with Kyler Murray
0: and getting themselves right back in the NFC playoff picture. They're not equipped to win games with a a, a front seven like they have. Like they did win some games at the end of the year, and I give them immense credit for that. Their front seven is is the the worst in the NFL and they know that. Personnel-y. I think that they benefited and
1: and but still, this isn't discounting what Nick Rollis did and what the guys no. who were out there and available, but I think they also took advantage of Philly and and what they what they did on that final drive and it turned into a field goal. And the the why did they ship, do that the the playing calling was that that got too cute
0: but explain explain to our audience why the Cardinals on-sided there
1: yeah so I mean they they expected for them to get points and to to have a, a point scoring drive but they didn't they want to be out. able to bleed clock right yeah. they shortened the field' why? For them. They, so they, they we're gonna recover the kick but more likely they were just going to give the, the Eagles a ball in the short field.
0: And that's big brain stuff. Like a credit to, to JG and, and Jeff Rogers for that. Cause they know their limitations. They know yeah. their limitations in D line and edge rusher. They, and like, they would have limitations if guys like LJ Collier and Lecky Fotu were healthy. Like this defensive line was, was limited to begin the season and it just got more and more limited as the season progressed. But uh, I saw a question in the chat. I want to get to Ryan asking who's the best defensive player in the draft, in your opinion, Ryan, the fact that we have to ask this question, because it's a, it's a great question, you're going to get 10 different answers, shows you the state of the defensive linemen and defensive ends and corners in this draft. We can tell you right now, Malik Neighbors, and Olu Fashinu, and Brock Bowers and Joe Alt, and Roma Dunsey and a bunch of quarterbacks and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. are top 10 locks, right? Locks. Today, every team would sign up for those guys. And then there's about eight to 10 guys in the middle at the end of the first round, you're like, Oh, yeah, I could see that. Oh, I could see him falling to pick 35. The Cardinals fucking know that. They <laughs> implemented a new scouting department to watch all of these prospects. And yeah, maybe, maybe Jared Versus is a top 10 pick last year. He ain't won this year, right? Latu from uh, you know, UCLA. I like him. I, I wouldn't take him over Roma Dunzi. So, like knowing all of that and knowing that you have nothing invested in your front seven of note, like Kazir White is making no money. Zayvon Collins has got 1 year left on his contract. Bjo Jalari's mm-hmm. making no money. Like that's what they're going to prioritize. And all coming back to like full circle of okay, if we're going to have to overcompensate with our front seven, that you and I have joke needs like 4 to 8 defensive linemen. <laughs> that's not a joke okay, we're unfortunately. Two, we're paying two safeties 30 yeah. million dollars that hopefully that doesn't present a problem, right. but it might. But I'll say this, if if you're pressing
1: me on it and the Arizona Cardinals need to reach for a defender in the first round. Say they, I don't know, I don't know what the scenario is, but they have a chance. Like the top defender on the board for the Arizona Cardinals in the first round, and if they're going to take, if they're not going to take them fourth overall. I'll tell you that. But if if they're in a position to select them, and everything's even as far as the defenders, like I think Jerzon Newton's the most uh, makes the most sense for the Arizona Cardinals from 100%. Illinois but he's not going to be available. He's not. He's just right in that, like, that's where they're either going to have to trade all the way down or trade up with the Texans pick that
0: we're rooting for the Browns to secure it at 21st overall this weekend. I'll make a prediction right now. It has no validity, but I'll make a prediction right now. The best defensive player that's on the board for them with the Houston pick is going to have a second-round grade. We got... Screwed by CJ Strahd. Congratulations, CJ. Please take the L this weekend. The best defensive player that makes it to pick 23, 24, 25 is gonna have a D de- is gonna have a second round grade compared to the offensive players that are gonna be available. What are they gonna do? Yeah, we know what they're gonna do. Uh, yeah, Cooper. Yeah, what do you think? Cooper DeGene. Uh, I mean, we got uh I saw Mark Damon that had them taking him after taking Marvin Harrison Jr. I love it, and I'm just like, well. If I'm I get win. Marvin, maybe you can talk me into Cooper DeGene. Wouldn't that We're, be a wild well, press conference? Co number one picks, and you've got a white defensive back <laughs> and Marvin Harrison Jr. sitting next to each other. It'd be like bizarre world. It's a dream.
1: Cooper DeJean is a elite in the return game as well. Um, he but is. man would, would it would it buck some trends? But it bucks some trends for the Cooper Eugene pick. Dallas Turner, um, I mean Dallas Turner and and Jared Verse or the guy is the is not the Pepsi Coke probably
0: the Dr Pepper Coke debate. I'm just gonna do like I think Trevor Sikkim is really good at his job. Yeah. So let's just go. I'm gonna go to Pro Football Focus right now, and we're gonna do this live. And this is not good podcasting. Okay. Trevor Sikkem has a bit of all show. Always. <laughs> yes. Huge, huge following. He's got a mock draft right now on pff.com. I'm going through right now. I'm um, eight picks in. No defensive players. Nine, no. Ten, no. Eleven, no. The first pick at twelve to the Denver Broncos is Dallas Turner. Vegas takes Nate Wiggins from Clemson. So where's Kool Aid? He's not even above Nate Wiggins. Jared. They, Burst- they don't,
1: here, here's the spoiler alert. Kool Aid doesn't go ahead of Cooper DeJean.
0: He doesn't in this mock draft. He's got Cooper DeJean going 15th to Indianapolis. So he has a nice little run of defense. He doesn't even have
1: Kool-Aid going ahead of his teammate at Alabama, Terry and Arnold. He's got Kool-Aid falling all the way to 21st overall. Right in the lap of old Monty Austinfort, mock draft Monty, putting up, taking Kool-Aid McIstery, who I've seen in the chat today. I've seen it all over my my Twitter comments. Like, people love Kool-Aid, but... He scares me, man. He am not me drinking the cool, of Keely Ringo from last year in his fall, where at this time last year, like, oh, that guy's a first rounder. And where did he end up? Where where did Ringo end up? Fourth
0: round? Yeah, he kept he falling. Be, somewhere around there, third, yeah. fourth. Uh yeah. So I like that. All Dr. that to Dr. say, Strangle. like we there's there's a common denominator in this draft, and it's the 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 blue chips, right? Which, if you're not familiar with the term blue chip it's the elite it's the caviar baby it's the it's the it's the champagne for my campaign the top 7 to 10 players in the draft the elite of the elite this is a historic draft class are all offensive players the arizona cardinals are going to take a tackle or a wide receiver with their first pick and they very well could take the other position that they didn't address on offense in the 20s So what do you have to do in free agency? They have to be able to, they could not field a defense at the end of this year. What he did, uh, Gannon and Nick Rouse against Pete Carroll. You don't think the Seahawks took no of that. And they're like, God damn, you couldn't move the ball on, on those guys. He's got Dennis Gardeck out in coverage. They were, they were (laughs) fantastic. I trust Gannon because he did this already in Philadelphia. He said, I will fall on the sword. Mm -hmm. You can give me, you know, read blank and ship and let's trade for some veteran corners and we will figure it out. And I will take the pre-existing guys that you have here. And I will elevate him. Just give me one gym. And who is that gym that they went out and spent big money for in free agency, a little edge rusher by the name of Hassan Reddick. And it changed everything. I think the Cardinals will take that same approach. Let's get some glue and popsicle sticks and some duct tape, but give me an air conditioner in Arizona. Give me, something that I need to survive. (laughs) Give me an edge rusher. Give me a five technique, a three technique, something like that. So that we can, we can be competitive. So we can complement what should be a top 10 offense with Marvin and the boys next fall. So I, that is their strategy. And I, it's, I think it's a fantastic strategy. There's no way I'm taking, you know, I'm overdrafting defense for the sake of it, just because they need everything go out and sign guys two to four year deals I will tell you just as soon as I hear any names. But I can tell you right now, they don't even know like there's there's stuff on Twitter, and I everybody's out there and they're hustling, they're grinding. Bo and I were talking about a name before we went live today. they I can tell you they do not have their free agency big board complete yet.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
0: gonna they're working on that this month. So ahead of the combine, ahead of Super Bowl week, ahead of the Senior Bowl, like they will know their free agency board. And that can She's, always change too,
1: right? And I see someone asked in the in the chat about free agent edges and we got a pretty good list you know Josh Allen we'll see if he escapes Jacksonville will they franchise tag him probably a smarter move to tag Allen uh than Calvin Ridley even though they invested uh some draft capital in the trade for him but yeah look at this notable defensive free agents Brian Burns trying to get out of Charlotte that that disaster that's by far the worst ownership in the league uh Chase Young who Um, you know, it seems like he's, he's on the up and up since he got out of Washington and Daniil Hunter from, from Minnesota. Like the, some of these guys are going to become available. Like the cornerbacks, I'm a little skeptical. Like Kendall Fuller, I think is more of an inside slot corner anyway. That's where he's actually best suited. So you've got that taken care of. You need an outside guy. And we'll see if, if LJ Snead or Jalen Johnson even hit the, the free agent market, but it's, um, that's why trading for a corner might be the most realistic option for him. But if you're in a position and, and we'll get out of this, this segment, at least with your thoughts on it, like if if a Josh Allen presented himself to free agency, like you just throw him the bag, right? You Correct. throw him probably yeah. the, the most outside of any quarterback deal. Um, probably the most lucrative deal of the
0: off season. outside I, of Chris Jones. I would be shocked beyond belief if the number one pick the or number one high paid player in free agency is a corner it now it could the dominoes could fall that way and they're just like this is a good deal we need it whatever like they need to spend their money eight figures whatever on a defensive lineman edge rusher or defensive tackle and if yeah. the, and if Brian Burns is able to hit the market if Josh Allen yeah you have to it's like you court them right you fly Gannon and, and Monty to them. You have a meeting. You you do the tampering period and just say, hey, we have a lot of money to play with. We want you to come because you're not only coming to be a part of you're anchoring our defensive line. Mm-hmm. Like a, a corner, it might you you might be anchoring the cornerback room, but Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson are anchoring the secondary, at least for now. There's there's no anchor in the in the on the defensive line. Yeah. So they're not gonna they're not gonna sign a free agent linebacker. They could draft one later because your white's got that position. Owen Phippo is going to have every opportunity to to continue to develop, and I re-signed Chris Barnes. I thought he did a nice job at the end of, at the end of this year, just for some depth. But well, do, it
1: could if, be it could be this year's free agency version of of Chris Brown
0: Barnes, Josh Woods. Like yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if, if you're if, but if you're Austin Ford Bow, and he and and he came to you today, and he asked you to say who's my DN D tackle D tackle DN on my defense, who who you name it.
1: Yeah, and there's tons of guys on the roster, and we can get into this as far as, you know, who could find their way, maybe not on this roster that is currently uh, under contract going into this offseason. But you look at the past rosters, like, B.J. Ogilary's a lock, right? Second round pick. I think they liked what they saw from him at the end of last season. Zaven Collins at least going... Like he's not going to have his fifth-year option picked up, but he's under contract for another season. Yeah. You think maybe he can make a jump in his second year playing a new position. And then, like, Dennis Gardak, Victor Dumkeji. but it's like, you know, what's Cameron Thomas's future with this team? It just never felt like... And Nick Rollis admitted this. like Early on, Cam Thomas struggled just scheme-fit-wise, and he did a ton of things that they had asked him to do, but still... In the final three weeks, I think at one point he was a healthy scratch. And that just doesn't bode well for the former third-round pick, just like the guy who went a couple picks after him that was on this roster that was cut in Majay Sanders.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some players that they could be moving off of. But before we do, I want to tell everybody right now, Johnny's DraftKings pick of the week. I have the confidence to say that the Cleveland Browns and Joe Flacco are going to go into Houston, take the money line, and are finally going to put an end to the Cinderella story that is C.J. Stroud and company. I I cannot stomach it anymore. Miles Garrett, like he's done so many times this year, is going to win that game by himself, and you're going to win big with our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. They're hooking you up at $5, just 5 bucks. On any game, new customer, and you get 200 bonus bets instantly. Five bucks on that game. 200 bonus bets. Download it. PHNX is the bonus code. New customers only. The crown is yours. Tons of games to bet on this weekend. I'm going to tell you right now, I I like the Cowboys to win big. I think they got their mojo back. I would love to see Tampa Bay win. I do think that they're going to cover, but I'm I'm not confident enough, Bo, to take Tampa Bay's money line. Tons of good stuff. We got that. Miami-Kansas City game that's on, like, the Peacock Network. Wild <laughs> weekend for NFL playoffs. Do it with our friends at DraftKings. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call seven eight seven seven eight. hope and Y In Connecticut, help is available for gambling problem. Call 888 789 Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after they issue. See DraftKings.com slash the NFL for eligibility and restrictions. They do apply. Check them out now. Copyright. The NFL 2024. All rights reserved. Uh, I love my
1: I love my family. I love my wife. I love my son. But sometimes well, good. I good to hear. yeah. I, I sometimes I wish I was our award-winning producer Damon Dog, who is young, has a whole world in front of him, and no ties to anybody. He's a young pup and to have the ability on a I have I have no one.
0: You have nobody.
1: And when you put it that way, it's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. But then that's the way you put it. If you were to take into account that you're on this a wild boy. card weekend, you don't have to worry about what channel's bringing you the the Chiefs-Dolphins game because, yes, there is Four Peaks. You can say, hey, boys, let's let's mount up. Let's get to Four Peaks, 8th Street and Tempe, and let's go have ourselves a weekend just watching endless amounts of football together and drinking copious amounts of delicious beer that's brewed on location at Four Peaks. You know it's, what? I might just do that. There you go. I long for those days. I I actually, I I joke, I kidding all of a sudden, I I got some friends in town coming in tonight and I'm going to take it in four peaks. Like this is, if you want to get the true taste of what we have to offer as a state, beer wise, Look no further than four peaks. It's woven within the fabric of our great state. They've got the most drinkable beer, including their Bad Birdie juice and goldie juicy gold nail. It's collab mm. between Four Peaks and Bad Birdie. Super drinkable, but then you got the Redberg Lager. You got the Wow Wheat, and then you got Kiltlifter, their flagship. It's delicious. The Scottish ale that they have, it's fantastic. Go try for yourself. You love IPAs? they got a full selection of IPAs and, of course, barrel-aged beer that they brewed. It's so smooth. It's fantastic. Check out Four Peaks. Got to be 21 years or older. And, of
0: course, follow them on social at Four Peaks Pub and at Four Peaks Brew. Are they on the roster come 2024 with Johnny and Bo here on PHNX Cardinals? Before we get to that question, let's get to some questions and the chat. Super chat, Richard, not a dollar ninety nine. Thank you so much, Richard. Quickly becoming a dear friend of the program. Can we trade Cameron Thomas? Uh, if you trade Cameron Thomas, you're looking at six, seventh round pick max. I mean, it's it's really demoralizing. Bo, Cameron Thomas, Majay Sanders, two third round picks in 2022 are probably going to be off the team by 2024 next to no production after their rookie seasons, but that is the case with a regime change in the NFL.
1: Yeah. And Cameron Thomas is one of those guys like Zayvon Collins. You hate to talk about stuff like that. Have right. those conversations because of what, how much work and effort and how coachable they were. And, and that they, no, no matter how much the odds were stacked against them, that they showed up for work each and every day and, and tried Absolute, their their hardest to 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 carve out a spot for himself, and unfortunately, due to scheme or due to the NFL just being the top league in the universe, it's it's hard, right? And I just don't know if there's a market right now for Cameron Thomas. Let's get to the next super chat here, uh, Alex. Four ninety nine. Um, great front seven helps the secondary so much. Our back seven had to cover a long way longer than you have to should should, should have to. Almost every play, yeah, it's rush and cover, cover and rush, right? I mean, that's the name of the game. And they yeah. can complement in a really
0: solid front seven can elevate a pedestrian to below average secondary. It's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like, Buda Baker was probably hampered by the Cardinals' lack of pass rush to make plays. But at the same time, it's like, if you can get a cheaper alternative and you load up your front seven, I mean, that's what Gannon won with in, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I mean, he they take immense pride in being able to elevate – defensive backs that's why they started starling thomas and Keitrell clark and antonio hamilton at the end of the year and they made it work you just either have special players up front big men that can rush the passer and clog up running lanes or you don't and the cardinals don't so it's like yeah. if, if that's you can i don't want to say you can hide poor safety play but like i have immense confidence that gannon could draft a mid to late round safety and turn him into a player if the pass rush was there and that's not to diminish what Buda Baker did at all or continues to do, but just say it out loud. They have they have no front seven ass kickers on the defensive line.
1: Well, when you know Hassan Reddick went on a kind of a slump for Philly this year and yeah. they, they weren't as stout in the interior of the defensive line. Fletcher Cox was another year older, Jordan Davis was out of shape. Uh, and they they all they were really kind of getting was, you know, really solid performance for some Jalen Carter. Like when they weren't elite. In the rush part and being disruptive up front, guys like James Bradbury, who was at one point a cast off, a cap casualty of the New York Giants, turned back into that guy instead of the guy that helped get him to the Super Bowl the previous season. Darius Slay struggled. Like those guys, without the luxury of an absolute, just ferocious front seven, their game, like they were picked apart. Like the, yeah. the one, what was the game where? Uh, Philly was sitting on a lead, and James Bradbury gave up every single reception of the the, the game winning drive. Did you see yeah. that? Like it was, it was tough. But sometimes that's that's what happens at that position when you, you're getting no pressure, and it's it's unfortunate. But like if if that that's why it's such a priority. That's why Johnny's got the report that the Cardinals are going to emphasize
0: front seven players. How dare you talk about future Cardinal? Uh, what's his name? James no, Bradbury, James Bradbury in that, in that manner. Well, no, I, I'm sure he would welcome a uh, re- reuniting with Jonathan. Gannis. It's funny. All these defensive backs that were like talking their shit last off season about, you know, the situation at hand in Philadelphia. And I'm sure a lot of them would be quick to jump ship, especially if they get picked apart by Baker Mayfield on Monday night football deuce 499. <laughs> I saw Buda ba- uh Baker make many saves uh, with missed tackles from the linebackers. Of course, keep him. Leadership is a trait, just, uh, just not just a skill. Uh, focus on what we're missing, uh, not have. 100% agree. Sure. I would pay Buddha Baker, pay him what he deserves, what he's owed. Um, things get messy with players and their money. That's the name of the game, that's the culture. But um, I would hate for Buddha to. I would. I would. I want Buddha to have success, but I selfishly want it to be here. So I'm with you, Deuce. I think it would be a mistake. Um, and I think that they're going to come to their better judgment when they go through the process of looking at their books and say, you know what, this guy, he means too much to us. Um, and he worked his ass off. And again, like if he's in the facility all off season, he's, he's hanging out with K1 and working out and like, they're not going to move off of him. But I mean, he's got a big cap number. So just keep it in mind. I love this super chat. Ethan, ninety nine. Marvin Harrison Jr.'s favorite brewery, Four Peaks.
1: No shot. I'm about it. I, I he's he's not even in town yet. He are, that's that's already his, his favorite favorite place to visit. All right, let me ask you this: so we showed you the edge rushers who are available. Could be a Chase Young. Could be a Brian Burns. Could be a Josh Allen. Man, yeah, is that isn't that great to think about? Or some of the rookie guys, but it's a packed room. I mean, as I mentioned with Cameron Thomas, like you have five guys under contract. Seems like Cameron Thomas is the odd man out, and then you've got. Ojalari who's a who's a virtual lock and then you've got to decide between Collins Dennis Gardak, and Victor dumkaji I gotta imagine probably dumkaji is is next if if they start to add you know starting caliber talent to that room
0: maybe but I would also say Dennis Gardak played a lot this year because they didn't have an alternative and I like Dennis and he's a good special teamer Victor Dumacage makes no money. And he's so, under
1: contract one more year. Like, right. Dennis I, is going into his final year. So, Dumacage is going to be going into his
0: third of his four year rookie contract. I like if, if basically you got the same level of production from both those guys this year. Basically, like Dennis had a front load of a bunch of sacks and he had more pressures. Dumacage was at least a little bit more consistent. I, I'd have to look up the snap total of who played more, but like, just say it on the surface level, one guy's cheaper for longer and the other guy makes more money and he's in a contract year. And again, people are saying, I've been trying to get rid of Dennis Gardeck for half a decade. And (laughs) you're right. But like, I, I do think that, well, can you have Zayvon Collins and Dennis Gardeck on the roster next year together? Neither of them starting both of them making, Mm -hmm. if not starting money, pretty good money. I, I would say, no, I would say that that would probably be something that they would look away from. Do you feel like they're going to draft a defensive end at some point, Bo? Uh, uh, outside linebacker, a pass rusher? Yeah, yeah. So if they so if they draft one, they have and to. They, and if they if they draft one, and they sign at least one. And Ojalari's back. One one to two of those guys could be gone. I yeah. and I think it's. This we come across as just like jerks because you are people. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dirtbag. I'm a big yeah. time dirtbag. Yeah. LVL seven again. Y'all sleeping on Zayvon. I was asleep all season watching him play. Oh I, I come on, was, Johnny. Was watching, where was the sack? you doing? Okay. He walked into that. Do one. you
1: want do you want to look at guys on the roster who could play, who are, are could be cap casualties or guys that are just odd men out, or do you want to look at some free agents to be? No, and go through I'm, if the Arizona Cardinals should bring
0: him back. Let's do the free agents first, and we'll do rapid fire. Okay. Uh, not, no Marlon Mack. Okay, let's get to the wide receivers. I think Marlon this, Mack. <laughs> I think I was the last person to talk to Marlon Mack before his Achilles exploded, by the way. He and I had a one-on-one conversation in the locker room, and I'm yeah. like, man, you look great out there. He's like, I feel good, man. And then he's fucking, <laughs> his Achilles exploded because of the terrible pass from Colt McCoy. Sorry, continue. Great you should guy. Have never I you told people attention. that you
1: were his bad luck charm. That you were his—you were his He's black cat. Like- you just—you walk right past him before you hit the playing field, and it was a throw day for Colt McCoy, and he tossed him one too far behind him.
0: It literally was a rainbow ball, and then Marlon Max trying to adjust, and his foot gets caught. <laughs>
1: Here comes the cart, and Bonar like this. Yeah, it was Aaron Rodgers. Jalen Phillips asked where you just like you saw it like, re- like reverberate through his his damn leg. It was awful. Okay, oh, so, so wide receivers. receivers that didn't look good. Now uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. This one's easy. Greg Dorch is an exclusive rights free agent. I wish the Arizona Cardinals would do right by Greg Dorch and going and working out a multi year extension. But they have the simple task of basically saying we're bringing you back. Sign him to like a one point one million dollar one year tender, and nobody can negotiate with him, and that's unfortunate because Dorch deserves better than that. But that's the reality of it. And then there's Hollywood Brown, so I think Hollywood Brown is the is the debate we're having right now.
0: Uh, little nugget on Hollywood Brown, little tiny little nugget. Um, he's gonna hit free agency. Like, feel pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, not a priority. Okay. Could come back if certain dominoes fall. They're taking a receiver in the first round. So that happens. And if they go out and they get a Donovan Peoples-Jones or somebody, like, there's just not a spot. So I think Hollywood Brown has played his last game as an Arizona Cardinal. Jeff Swaim. Didn't his, didn't he have an injury? He did. Yeah, he's gone.
1: Okay. Elijah Wilkinson, Tristan Colon.
0: I think Elijah Wilkinson played pretty well down the stretch. I think they liked, I would say, I would say thumbs up on both those guys. Okay. Jesse Lucetta is an
1: exclusive rights free agent, pass rusher, fullback, special teamer. I think they at least bring him back to try to compete for a roster spot.
0: Yeah. He could be gone next August.
1: Carlos Watkins, LJ Collier, Leckie Fo too. All gone. I think that they would consider bringing back Collier and Watkins. And then Jonathan Ledbetter.
0: I haven't seen LJ Collier since it was about 105 in Phoenix. Well, (laughs) where's LJ Collier been? Are you bringing him back? They
1: both, they, look, they, uh, they tore their biceps and they've been working at the facility trying to get back. So it's not like they're dealing with a leg injury. And then also, here's good news talk about Greg Dorch. You know, so Jonathan Ledbetter, also an exclusive rights guy. You can bring back Ledbetter. To be a he's, depth, he's he's back. Piece. yeah, yeah.
0: unequivocally, yeah, yeah. Linebackers Josh Woods, Chris Barnes, Zeke Turner. Zeke Turner, I think, is done. Chris Woods or Josh Woods, yeah,
1: special teamer started when
0: uh, it's SEC. We've had him on this he show, on. he's a super yeah. nice guy, fantastic. He, he had a tough time when he was starting, but if he, if he. I would say fifty fifty. I and then Chris Barnes. I would bring back Chris. Chris Barnes. I mean, is it crazy to say they played some of their best defense when he was starting the linebacker form? If they could find a way to bring him back, I that that's I that would be a smart decision. And he was great in coverage. He picked off C.J. Stroud. Like I, you would rather have Chris Barnes than Josh Woods, wouldn't you?
1: Um, I yeah. I mean, I think obviously Woods brings a little bit more versatility can play teams he's we'll also get a draft to do that. really good he's good in the locker room Antonio Hamilton Rashard Fenton who went down before the start of the season he was he's a guy they signed last year never played at corner so Antonio Hamilton
0: how old is he Tony Hamilton's gonna be I think 31 I think he'll get a camp invite I think they'll bring him back I mean he he played pretty well against DK Metcalf in the finale like I I could see until you have an alternative or alternatives. I think he could be back for one more year. All right. Uh, looks for no money. Pretty, and that's about it. Blake
1: Gillikin is a restrictive free agent. All I have to do is press a button. He's back bring okay. back the punter. And there
0: you go. That was, good. that was pretty quick. I mean, it's really, it's Hollywood Brown is the what people want to yeah. know about. Everything else is window dressing. All, any of those other players could be. Brought back cut over the course of the summer. It's not gonna make a headline. The the big question is like the guys who are under contract that could be going, which is mm-hmm. what the show title's all about. Yeah, so let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. I want to talk about some burrows real quick. Okay. Cause uh made our weekly stop at some burrows. Wife got the number nine, full of taco dinner, bean and rice, kids getting the quesadilla for niños, bean and rice as well. I got my margarita. I continue to mix it up because I look, variety is is just something that's that's going to keep you fresh it's going to keep you uh wanting to go back and then there's people like my wife who likes the consistency but it's arizona's most loved mexican restaurant you can find one really anywhere here in the valley they just added a couple west valley locations yeah one in goodyear one peoria and i-17 and joe max visit someboroughs.com to find a location near you it's easy, like you're throwing a party maybe you're going to have some friends over watch some playoff games why not get some of the easy party platters to feed a crowd all new taco bar to impress your friends out there with margaritas to go that's right they do margaritas to go they tape it up and you're able to just throw it in your car drive home and then have a couple margs just hanging out in the back patio it's cold outside maybe inside but you're having a margarita it's unbelievable check out what's going on at some Burros. they got something for everyone it's delicious it's arizona's most loved mexican restaurant check them out someburrows.com
0: Everybody liked this video. Uh, we're getting to 300 likes here on an OG's flavoring football Fridays. Be smart. Like, be smart with your money with Desert Financial Credit Union. I was smart with my money. The limited funds that I have, I took it to Desert Financial Credit Union, and they're hooking me up, baby. They got checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit card, investment options, and more. And guess what? The official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals. We need to get Desert Financial Credit Union to sponsor a free agency here. Because Monty Austin Ford, he's going to bust out the credit card this offseason. <laughs> am I right? If you're an Arizona sports fan, no better place than to do your banking with Desert Financial Credit Union. Represent the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. I've got it right here in my wallet. None of you little creeps are going to get to see it <laughs> steal my pin information. How dare you? Show your team spirit, though. Get your own. It's super easy. Get a free checking account online. Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. DesertFinancial.com slash cardinals to get started takes a matter of minutes to open up a checking account that sweet sweet visa debits going to be in the mail to you just a couple days after the fact check them out now desertfinancial.com what is it uh is dennis gardex
1: number 42 45 45 i think your pen number is forty (laughs) five, (laughs) forty five. yeah that's it Uh, all right. T- let's take a look. And then we got some other things about the wild super wildcard weekend. I want to get your thoughts on some of the games. I guess okay. Damon's thoughts on some of the games. Um the, the the one in Buffalo is shaping up to be just an absolute disaster. Have you seen some of the pictures from the field? Which is under that snow. Buffalo
0: or Kansas City.
1: Isn't it? I thought it was rough buff. Maybe it is Kansas City where they're calling for people to come in and
0: uh plow the field. I saw like game time had our friends at game time had tickets to the chiefs game. It was like six bucks, not six, bucks. it was like 25 bucks. Cause it yeah. was like one of the coldest games of all time. Yeah. That's brutal.
1: And, and what's going on in new England too, and how it impacts the Arizona Cardinals and third overall pick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right. So let's take a look at some of the, pl- the players that are under contract going into, and we'll do rapid fire with this, Johnny quarterback okay. room, Kyler Murray, No questions asked. I mean, Kyler's coming back. He's franchise quarterback. Clayton Toon's the only other quarterback on this roster. Clayton Toon will be back. James Conner, Michael Carter, Imari Mercado, and Tony Jones Jr. on a futures contract. Those are your running backs.
0: I think it stays the same until after the draft.
1: Wide receivers, you've got Michael Wilson, Rondell Moore, and Zach Pascal on their contract.
0: Uh, Rondell Moore... I think he's going to be on the team until the draft, and then I think around the draft you, he could potentially be moved. You think or after they, the draft? You
1: think they move off of Pascal? You think he's in the second no. year of his two-year contract? I think
0: he's. Um, they love him. In, that was a signee by Austin Ford. They love him in the locker room. He was a key cog in their run game. He was on the field. He, I think he played more snaps than Rondell Moore this year. Probably on average, when he played, he probably played more than Rondell Moore. And until they uh,
1: find a better wide receiver blocker, like. Zach Pascal. I don't. I mean, Michael Wilson's their second best, but nobody does it right now better than Zach Pascal. Andre Bocelli, Daniel Arias, Caden Davis, and Jeff Smith are all on futures contracts. Arias, I think, is somebody to kind of follow along with just because of his his size and the opportunity. Tight ends: Trey McBride, Elijah Higgins, Travis Vokalek, who they added six seven tight end from the Baltimore Ravens, got in there. Got got uh, made some nice blocks. Blake Whitehart, the undrafted rookie free agent on a Wake Forest. And then psycho Bernard Saikovitz,
0: he was added to a uh, futures contract. Real quick, I the tight end room, I mean, the top two guys are established and then there's, I mean, everybody's a fringe guy after the fact, but I do want to address Clayton Toon real fast because everybody's saying get rid of Clayton Toon, not impressed with Toon, Toon can go. I, I think like if, if Jacoby Reset's available this off season, and he's cheap, I think the Cardinals are going to have a conversation about Jacoby Reset. Because they want, if Kyle Murray were to go down, they they would want somebody not named Clayton Toon to to take that baton. And I also think, you you know, Jacoby Reset on those QB sneaks, you feel more comfortable with somebody like that compared to Clayton Toon. So I, I think they'd like another veteran quarterback in the in the QB room. I think, I don't want to say Toon won't be on the team, but it, it just really feels like that was a, a flyer that they took last year. Maybe he sticks around, but um. Yeah, I think I somebody LVL seven saying draft a QB. I almost feel like maybe next year you can do that, but this year you got to load up on on the rest of this roster. You like Jacoby reset not going to cost you any money, and we know that they were interested last offseason. Same with Joshua Dobbs. So if Kyler Murray hmm. has has to miss a start or two, you cannot turn this over to Clayton Tune. Uh, do saying that MHJ's favorite podcast
1: is phnx cardinals i didn't know that that's a nice little fun fact that marvin harrison jr tuning in probably loves hearing his name a lot um this one's an exciting group uh the offensive line yeah harris johnson jr will hernandez Yelder froholt calvin beecham john Gaines coming off a knee injury dennis daly's under contract and you got a couple of futures guys and marquise hayes jackson barton and austin pleasance with dj Humphreys still on the roster but likely out for the bulk if not all of next
0: season yeah, I think the starters are solidified. Kelvin Beecham's probably going to run with the ones this offseason that's going to be short-lived. The hardest part with that group is, like, do you sign a Band-Aid free agent tackle that can play guard or what goes on? Because it's, like, it's a good problem to have. Because if if you don't get a tackle, you're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr., presumably. But if you get Marvin, somebody's got to play left tackle next year. So, uh, every yeah, I think... I think DJ Humphries has played his last snap as an Arizona Cardinal. I think he's gone.
1: It's unfortunate. It really is. It's it's a brutal way to go out. You never wish for that is after having such a strong career as an Arizona Cardinal and in overcoming his basically redshirt rookie season where he didn't play at all, and then you know he's he's working in right tackle, left tackle, becomes their left tackle for so long, holds it down, and works his way into not one but two extensions and. Now, unfortunately, he's going to become a cap casualty and it's, mm-hmm. you know the tough part of the NFL. Pass rushers. We talked about this one already. Ojolari, Collins, Gardak, Duma Cameron Thomas, and Tyreek Smith, who they added, former Ohio State product. He's under
0: contract going forward. Anything stand out to you as far as that group? I, I just think, okay, so hang on. Bad podcasting uh, strikes again. I'm going to overthecap.com and you tell me if you can stomach this number, okay? This is what it's all going to be out. Can you, does it sma- pass the smell test? Does it pass the Tums test if you've got indigestion? <laughs> You're going to pay Zayvon Collins and Dennis Gardeck about $8 million combined next year? Are you okay with that? I'm all right with that. Okay. Uh, Dennis Gardeck's making $3.466 million. Zayvon Collins, they're right next to each other, $4.6 million. Um, if they were both designated as post June first cuts, for instance, doesn't save you very much. With um, I think until you find somebody that's better, you hold on to him. I think Zaven Collins is on the team next year for sure. I think Dennis Gardeck, you can save m- about two point five million dollars, but he's a great guy. I mean, like he's he's the epitome of like culture guy. So if you can do a culture guy special teamer at three point five million, that's fine. <laughs> Sports hero. <laughs> Johnny, did you have a bad experience with Gardeck in the past? What, no, no, I just want, I want better players. Like it comes from a, it comes from a good place. Yeah. Hey, better players. How many, defensive how many, how many? Let's, about, let's last... talk about some of these
1: defensive line guys under contract. Uh, Dante Stills, solid rookie season, ended on IR. Roy Lopez, local kid, came home. I think played above people's expectations. I would keep him, yeah. Phil Hoskins, uh, just, I think he's a creative player that, was, he was just generated by a random name. Uh Naquan Jones came over late season from the Tennessee Titans.
0: You see these people face
1: to face in the locker room. You're in that motherfucker. I saw Phil Hoskins at uh
0: Flower Child, which is a delicious uh to go. I was having to go. You'd see these players and you're like, hey man, you're just such a throw you just hey, got such a
1: throwaway name. Look, look listen to this. I'm in Flower Child. I'm sitting there waiting for our to go order. I'm sitting there on the chair. Phil Hoskins comes in, and I was the only guy who knew who he was because I see him in the locker room. Did you go up to him? No.
0: Dr. I Spangle, just want to let him live. Way I'm more sure. mean than Johnny. I agree with that. <laughs> I, listen, here are, the, here, are the, here are the two players that you say could crack the start, it should crack rotational spot if you get serious about your defensive line. Stills and lead better. Those guys yeah. have warranted snaps next year. If any of those other guys that you just named create a player or not sniff the starting lineup, you have failed this offseason. I want. I, I think Roy Lopez can play the role of some of the guys that is a front roster guy, maybe an right.
1: elevated practice squad guy, and that's not an indictment. I think that that's that's a that's a good role for for him to have. Linebackers: Kazir White, Owen Papo, and then you got Tyreek Maddox, Williams, Trevor Nuwaski. We're, all we're doing is talking about, because um, you're white, no one papo here. Both are back. Yeah. And then your corners, Garrett Williams, Keytrail Clark, Starling Thomas, Kyler McMichael, who we didn't see, but I thought he was getting some run in training camp. Quavin White and Darryl, Dar- Darren Hall, who is uh, f- both future contracts. Say that again. You got Garrett Williams, Keytrail Clark, Starling Thomas, Kyler McMichael, Quavian White, Darren Hall. This Garrett top, Williams. Top three are back, bottom three are gone. Okay. Garrett Williams is still going to, he's going to stick in the slot. Like, I don't envision them like, okay, next step is you play outside. I think that they think he's going to be just a beast at the nickel corner spot.
0: And Keytrail Clark, was he not playing very much toward the end of the year? Starling Thomas and Antonio Hamilton were playing. Yeah. And do you want Starling Thomas to start next year? Like, would it shock you if they had two new starting outside corners come week one? Wouldn't it shock me? No. Where are those people coming from? They're coming from free agency. Safeties
1: this is a deep group. It's, it's Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, Andre, Sasha Joey Blunt, who's a special teamer, Quantrez Knight, uh, and then a futures guy, in Verone
0: McKinley. I would say the top three guys are safe. All right kicker matt prater is he safe after his uh build him a statue (laughs) we get to a point where we're repping number 18 jerseys in the valley he is every like i'm being serious fans will he will be beloved here Mm -hmm. no pressure you talk about going in the next season with no pressure after blowing week 17 for your coach or week 18 uh they get marvin harrison jr because of matt prater everybody's gonna Love them some Matt Prater. I already He was fantastic this year. No yeah. issue. Very consistent up until those final two drives from the offense.
1: But that's that's it. That those That's the guys under contract. Those are the guys hitting free agency. Went through them all. And uh, Mars is saying, give Prater a million-dollar bonus if we get MHJ. I agree. Can I, can I say what? something?
0: It's going to no, come off wrong, and I don't mean it to. The names you just named, they ought to be able to get through all that in about a half an hour an afternoon of they're not already through it. Right. What you just presented to me, those are not difficult decisions.
1: Yeah. And you were saying earlier this week you want a super team.
0: We got a long way to go. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is I (laughs) come on, that was tongue in cheek. I'm saying that the you need to spend and allocate seventy five percent of your time not to what's in house but to what's out of house. You need a new house. You need new installation, insulation in your house whatever those words are. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not handy at all. Richard
1: 499. Yeah. Go ahead. I like Tommy's uh, Matt Prater
0: day. Is that every January 7th? Do we celebrate Matt Prater day? That's right. That's (laughs) right. Uh, he listens the hero. We deserve, uh, 499. Good teams. Don't let great players go. So how do you trade for a great defensive lineman or edge rusher? I, I think you take advantage of bad teams, maybe Richard, but I, there are every year. D lineman hit free agency. But they might not check every box. They might be older, they might have some baggage, right? They might be undervalued by their current team, like the Cardinals did with Hassan Redick. But like you're nothing, it can't be if you're if you're Austin Ford and you're like, this has to be perfect, then you're that's already a losing mentality. You, you need to go into March knowing that we gotta be uncomfortable with some of these numbers that we're gonna have to kick around because for the sake of helping this team win. Yeah.
1: Richard, following up with a one ninety nine super chat. Thanks, Richard. Uh, or cornerback to on on the heels of that.
0: Passport. Corners are more disposable for teams than front seven players.
1: Deuce jumping in with
0: the five dollar super chat. And his
1: thoughts on what we just went through. Dump Hollywood and Rondell. Take that salary. Pay Dortch. He produces way more than those two clowns. He's K one's clutch blanket. Aside from
0: McBride, is that your burner? No, it's that <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Other than I, I don't think they're clowns. They just, they're just not scheme fits. Let's remove yeah. clowns and maybe say, hey, they're just not scheme fit. Yeah. And I do think Greg Dortch deserves a raise. Uh my guy Merv Bustin, a move. 499. He's going heavy in the secondary. Jalen Johnson, Jeff Akuda, Darius Slay, uh Shadobi, Kendall Fuller, mm-hmm. Steve, Stevie Nelson. It's a good list. Jalen Johnson. Somebody posted on Twitter. Took some photos, and I can't remember who it was. Um, was at the game against the Bears and Austin Ford and and was, Jalen Johnson were Twitter hugging. Twitter users it. It was like
1: Ryan and in Red Sea Vic. I think both of them tag team it. I'm not sure where the the pictures originated. They were
0: good pictures. They were good pictures.
1: What were he was just it was when the Cardinals played the Car- like, the
0: the Bears. Yeah, they were. He was like dapping up Jalen Johnson. How do they know each other? I don't know. If Jay, listen though, if Jalen Johnson hits free agency and the Cardinals offer him the most money, he will play for the Cardinals. Yeah. That's
1: what that's what it is. Like I'm is getting it, like a I'm 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 taking the PJ, Michael Bidwell, and I'm getting the Cardinals Gatling gun t shirt cannon, and I'm just firing money at him. Just Benjamin. Does Michael
0: though. have to go though? Can Hasenford awesome do that? <laughs> Michael, can you just
1: go and help some people in Phoenix? Don't come on the private. Jalen show. Johnson would be probably the, the most sought after free agent this off season. outside over of over an edge rusher. Pro, yeah. I I think like Josh Allen could maybe compete for that because of his, his age and what he's, his production. But if is Jacksonville going to let him hit the market and then Chris Jones, we don't know what's going to happen with him in KC.
0: The problem with that though, is you, you spend a lot on Jalen Johnson. Now uh, you don't know, spend, I ha- can't spend money elsewhere, but. Then you're really kind of putting yourself in a tough spot to add significant defensive line depth and talent to turn around and make that signing worth it. Because I, I'm not saying that Jalen Johnson would struggle here, but I do think that like you need a pass rush, you need mm-hmm. pressure for those guys to. He played his best football when Montez Sweat got there. You got to have both, and I think you can. I think you can make. I know you can. A, an average secondary look really good with a dominant front seven. You can't do it. I like how many years with Patrick Peterson was awesome in Arizona. and Our defense was terrible before Chandler Jones got here, before Todd Bowles got here. There were a lot of thin defenses in 2011, 2012, 2013. I mean, it's just, I I think Jalen Johnson would be a f- fantastic get for this franchise, but I would still need them to address multiple positions up front. Yeah.
1: Topic 64, Bo, what happened to Cologne on the offensive line? I think that that some of the starters got healthier. Cologne, he would fill in for Elijah Wilkinson when he was on the IR and and Dennis Daly was on the IR and then Cologne outplayed Dennis Daly. But I think when Elijah Wilkinson returned, uh, you just saw Cologne come in and he would play a couple snaps here and there. He played in the finale, um, but he's, he's, he's kind of a he would work in at at left guard and he's also a backup center. So hopefully they'll bring him back as a depth piece, Corey and Lindsay jumping in with a super chat. And absolutely see, see it happen for yourself in person. When we throw a draft party, please film Jomini reacting to whoever drafts MHJ Marvin Harrison, Jr. I'm hoping it's him reacting to the Cardinals, selecting him fourth overall. When you look at the first three teams in the draft, now Chicago bears, 1-1, need a quarterback. Washington Commanders, need a franchise quarterback. And then you got the New England Patriots who are going internal, promoting Gerard Mayo to their head coach as the successor to Bill Belichick. Can't imagine that they're going to be in, in
0: Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, selection mode. Gerard Mayo going to the Patriots is another domino to fall for the Cardinals eventually getting Marvin Harrison Jr., It's not the final domino, but we talked about it. We outlined it. Belichick was worst case scenario trying to put together a winning team next year. Then I would go Vrabel below that because Vrabel has won with who? Veteran quarterbacks like Ryan Tannehill. Plus, you also double down on the approach that Vrabel stopped winning in Tennessee when they traded away A.J. Brown. So he knows the value of a number one receiver. Now you've got Gerard Mayo. And he's an Ohio State guy. Yeah. Yeah. True. Great point. Great point. Now you have Gerard Mayo who comes in with the urgency to replace Belichick, but also the patience of Robert Kraft to know this is a guy they developed in-house, ex-player. Robert Kraft helped him, I think, in his investment business before he got into coaching. They are lockstep. What does that tell you? There is no pressure on Gerard Mayo to turn it around next year, but you want to lay a foundation, and you do that with a young quarterback. Like I hear people that like today, it's like, can they get Jaden Daniels be the next CJ Stroud? I think you just take your opportunity. We're picking top three. There's quarterbacks that are going to go. I mean, if Jaden doesn't go three, he could very well go four in a trade back with Arizona for somebody else. If knowing that and you fall in love with them, and you're Gerard Mayo and you've got a lot of pride in what you do, and I'm the next D'Amico Ryan's or I'm the next you know Shane Steichen, I don't want to be in a position where we're drafting top three again. So let's get our quarterback now. It, this this was a big step for the Cardinals to securing their their Hall of Fame level caliber receiver at number four.
1: Yeah, if the Arizona Cardinals didn't have Kyler Murray coming off an injury and he wasn't on the roster last year and they're sitting third overall and they're staring down at rebuild, I think that they're seriously targeting a quarterback. But, you know, they had one of the more unique rebuilds that you've seen. Usually you don't have the quarterback in place. You usually don't bottom out uh, with with having a like a, a solid option there, the internal thing is crazy. And I was talking to Damon about this before. Like, has there ever really been a successful internal coaching hire? Like currently, like Todd Bowles got tabbed by Bruce Arians, and like to say that's successful, I know they're in the playoffs. I don't know if I would go that far um yeah, no, that's there was a, a success that's been a Dennis success. Allen was is not successful he took over for Sean Payton that's a that's a dumpster fire and like to Jason Damon, Gera, I, just, Damon I don't know if you want to jump on Mike and say your point like Gerard Mayo is an extension of Bill Belichick
0: it just seems like it would make more sense to keep Bill Belichick <laughs> if that's what you're you're trying to emulate it like you have him in at home he's right there no but he picked the players too. Gerard Mayo is going to have a GM. So it was a
1: it was a play to to move Belichick out well, of the front. Bill office. did
0: say that he was willing to relinquish his GM duties.
1: Uh, Regardless, uh, it's good for the Cardinals. Very good, v
0: good, as the kids say.
1: You guys uh, want to make some picks for this weekend, or you want to stay away from that? You don't want to put any
0: skin in the game. Picks. I gave some picks. I'll give some more picks. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you guys the pick for the best place to. Get premium gas, on premium price. Circle K, baby. America's thirst stop. You thirsty? I'm thirsty. Save 25 cents per gallon in your first five fill-ups. Save 3 cents per gallon every single day. Enjoy Circle K products like pizza. Enjoy the pizza and the cold fountain drinks from Circle K, and be thankful you're not in Kansas City where it's negative 100. <laughs> Join the inner circle today for free by downloading the app. Check them out, circlek.com. Dash store locator. I got a bunch of errands to run this weekend. Flag football. My daughter's got a birthday party. I'm going to be bebopping around the entire East Valley. And I know where I'm filling up. Uh, It's with my friends at Circle K in the inner circle, saving money so I can reinvest my sweet, sweet bets this weekend, Bo. You're out there. Are you coaching for the flag football? I am. Yeah, I am coaching. I'm not going to be confused with one of the players. I am coaching. (laughs) I was gonna say that. Uh, that's where you're, that's is it the season opener? No, uh, opening practice with uh, the little guys. Second, second, and third. Tomorrow. Grade. Tomorrow. Are you gonna ask them if they got fire in their gut? Uh, I'm gonna ask them if uh, they are interested in knowing about a certain podcast that has a daily <laughs> show. Uh, hey, you want to play? Subscribe to this podcast. Right? Make mommy and daddy subscribe to this podcast. I'm going to tell them, don't watch our coverage last offseason when we were clamoring to trade DeAndre Hopkins because it is the DeAndre Hopkins Flag Football League. So,
1: Oh, that's nice. It's mm-hmm. nice. Well, he does they do a job with it. ask those kids if they took the bus or if they drove there. <laughs> <laughs> if they got fire in their gut. And then dial up the explosives. You're going to be the, the JG of the East Valley... DeAndre Hopkins
0: flag football league. I can't wait. I'm working it. on my playbook tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's gonna be elite. Sorry, Drew Petzin. There's only one elite play caller. Room What's your team, name? have you guys decided on that? Yet? We're the ball No, we got we're the Baltimore Ravens. Ugh. Sweet color scheme. <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> Do saying steal the kids' Capri Suns. Thankfully, my wife is in charge of the snacks. <laughs> But um, she has outlawed any kind of hostess products, which is just egregious. We will be having hostess products. That was the best part of little league and flag football when I was younger. Almost Why is she pie. outlawing them? Is she going to get them she like... Thinks she thinks they're poison. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to get kids quitting the team if my wife butts out carrot sticks. And it's like, you know, all natural stuff. People are going to... Yeah. We're gonna have a mutiny on our hands. Johnny needs his powdered donuts and That's his right. Twinkies. He needs to, well, what he needs to do, Coach Johnny
1: firing his gut venerable, is going to Circle K and he's gonna save the day with some treats there. They got plenty of either their own Circle K products or uh or hostess. Get in there. Don't nah, listen we're to, talking. To, to Johnny's wife. Um, also I got to tell everybody about gophnx.com become a diehard. today. get the the discord. We're going to drop some exclusive content in there. Don't want to miss out on only way to get that exclusive access is the, uh, is the member discord gophnx.com. Get yourself some sweet, free swag for the year from the phnx locker, like Johnny's hat. You got my sweater. You got uh, the hoodie. You got the t-shirt for the coyotes just over my shoulder right here. There it is. Uh, and you can get that for free. PHNX Locker by coming a diehard today. Go PHNX.com. Gannon Ball, the
0: Baltimore Raven Ravenables. Uh, I like that. That's a good play. Almost. I will give What's everybody, everybody score updates as they come in throughout the course of the season. Uh, no game this weekend, thankfully, but we do get to watch NFL this weekend. Are we lucky enough to have the <laughs> LA Rams take an L on whenever they play Sunday? Mervyn, Flag Football Head Coach Johnny Venerable
1: has been fired two consecutive seasons, two seven seasons. He is currently still under
0: investigation for stealing Capri Suns. It's not about wins and losses. It's about, I have three rules, and I'm going to tell the kids this tomorrow with the parents in hand. Number one, okay, everybody plays. Number two, everybody what? Everybody gets better. Number three, everybody has fun. If you're not preaching those messages, you should not be coaching youth sports. I'll get off my soapbox now. Please continue the show.
1: All right, Deuce asking where the uh, Clayton Tune Fifteen poster is. We don't have the uh, with the, the Grand Canyon. Um, Grand Canyon. Yeah. The, the uh neil lomax it's, it, poster. it's been it replaced. it's been replaced by yeah it. derek montiev ph and xd made his own poster and put it up in this studio he was given it at a uh, family white <laughs> elephant party but yeah
0: does anybody believe that does anybody believe no. that, that, <laughs> that was made by him on his computer and he went to the <laughs> ups store and had it printed <laughs> out and he trained himself
1: yeah, Merv saying rule three, kids tweet M H J to A Z. No doubt about it. Got to starting a revolution here. are we picking these games or what? Yeah, Dolphins, Chiefs. Who's who's in on the Chiefs? Who's on the Dolphins?
0: Are we I going mean, you go for just straight, just straight up Chiefs. Chiefs. In in Arrowhead, it's minus two degrees. I don't think two is going to complete double digit oh. passes. It's gonna be a run game for sure. <laughs> And and no Mostert? He should play. He's gonna play? Okay. No, no he a lot of both. he'll be he'll be ruled out right before the game. <laughs> drive Damon
1: Furious. Oh god. I'm picking the upset. I'm going with the Dolphins.
0: All right. I think, I think the Dolphins two... have lost 10 in a row in like negative temperatures.
1: And they haven't they haven't won a whole lot of playoff games lately. Steelers, Bills. Bills. Gotta go Bills. Bills. Packers, Cowboys. Boys. Cowboys. I'd, I'd love to see Jordan Love in, in the Packers win that game, but I think you're right. Now, Rams, I think Cowboys,
0: Cowboys have the best chance to knock off the 49ers. We all need to root for the Cowboys.
1: Rams, Lions, the uh, Stafford golf
0: Bowl. Rams. I, w- I want to say the Detroit Lions, the Rams are going to win this game. I think they are too. When, with the battle of wits. I'm giving the edge to McVay. I hate it. I hate yeah. there's going to be 10 teams from the NFC West and in- the wild card round i hate it and we already got we already got you know,
1: we're all rooting for the browns the browns have to win to end the just to stop the bleeding on the texans pick do they either have, you
0: think the texans are winning
1: um they could it's at home yeah i mean i, I think that they've got enough on defense to where they can slow down what the, the browns are doing offensively but i think that the browns can come out and have a good plan and still i mean Dell's still out so Nico Collins is playing at a high level.
0: I, I what think CJ Stroud is just like the greatest of the great. And you just if he wins this but they, weekend, they
1: struggled to get past the Colts in the finale to get to the playoffs. Like the Browns are better, far better than the Colts.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm dumbfounded by how this season has gone. I just I'm numb to it. It's it's gross. It's sickening. I hate it. We should be talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. and Joe Alt in as two top ten picks for the Cardinals. And we're not, we're talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. and scraps in the back half of the first round. Eagles bucks. Bucks. <laughs> Did you see AJ Brown like scrubbed his Instagram, didn't practice? Somebody said in the chat. Yeah. He went full social
1: scrub. I think the Jalen Hurts wasn't throwing for most of the week because
0: his his throwing hand middle fingers all jacked up. If they get down in that game, I could see them quitting because like Tampa Bay's playing with house money. No one cares if they win or I mean their fans care, but like they're playing at home. I'm gonna go Bucks too. I think that that's what everybody's rooting for. Nobody cares. Philly, get out of here. Sirianni being fired. You talk about the ultimate curveball. Do you think they would blow him out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that that's be hilarious? Tough. That's
1: tough. You lose both your top coordinators, and then they're like, "Up, oh, see you later." Not well, resonating any longer. Coordinator, coordinator merchant. <laughs>
0: yes. You know what? I can't stand the people that are like, "He lost Shane Steichen. That's why they're bad." Like, no, he lost both his, his quality coaching coordinators. Like, that's why they're bad. Well, Again, where did Huff they take the wrong?
1: big? They did. They didn't fall off as much offensively as they did defensively. No, I agree with that. They weren't losing to teams like the Cardinals because their offense was quiet. Every every national show, it's they about put up Shane thirty Steichen. points in that game. I know they didn't make a single like stop the entire. Like they had the pick six. They the Cardinals had just they they never punted the entire time.
0: And you're gonna say, well, if they had Shane Steichen, it's a narrative, <laughs> people. I mean, Gannon. He got his the most important part and get from this season from that, that
1: yeah. dub. Well, we get the best gift each and every day here talking to you. We're having audio only podcast. It's gonna drop for you Monday morning. Uh look for that. And as I said, become a diehard, get access to that exclusive Discord. Remember Discord, we're gonna get access to exclusive content. But uh Excited about this offseason. One week down. Playoffs kick off tomorrow. Root for those brownies in in elite Joe Flacco. Harder than you've ever rooted for anybody outside of your Cardinals. It's going to be awesome. Thanks to everybody with the Super Chats today. Have a great Friday, Saturday. Yeah, one more. Richard,
0: $1.99. I agree with Johnny. I coach youth soccer. Good luck to everybody starting youth sports this weekend. No Cardinal football this weekend. Enjoy time with your family, Bo. Can't wait going to be awesome
1: news too. What's up? Chris Jenkins declared for the draft. Michigan's big boy, some beef, the defensive line, Chris Jenkins, who we uh, may or may not have mocked to the Cardinals earlier this week. You can check out that mock draft right now here on the YouTube page. Subscribe to you, uh, and here on, uh, YouTube. And of course, wherever you listen to your podcast, leave a rating and a review it goes a long way. Like this video. Try to get us up over what? What are we looking for? 300 likes? All right. We're also looking to get into our weekend. Everybody have a have a good one. We'll talk to you soon.